0: I have to love the the divine sense of humor um, in that upon returning home after a 15-hour flight, I get this gospel message that says, remain alert at all times. It's not always as easy as it sounds. Of course, we think of alertness as that sort of wide-eyed, uh, maybe sort of caffeine-addled kind of a, a jittery nervousness and awareness, uh, constantly looking from here and there and, and noticing every little detail. What is God calling us to, though, today with this? Uh, what is Jesus calling us to do to, uh, to stay alert and awake at this time? You know, Advent is a very special but very short season it sort of mirrors Lent, as you can see with the colors, and uh, we don 't have flowers on the altar. the uh, wording of some of the prayers and responses change a bit and It really stands in contrast to the culture that we are surrounded with today. I always look for insight when I travel I think it 's one of the greatest gifts that travel gives to us, and seeing how other cultures. Uh, behave and respond to the world around them. And uh, just having come back uh, from China, I can tell you that people in that country are just crazy about Christmas. And I was surprised because it's not a majority Christian country, but everywhere you go, you see signs saying, Merry Christmas. You hear uh, Christmas carols, hotel lobbies have uh, Dickens carolers in them, huge Christmas trees lights everywhere and the most outrageous huge uh, decorations on on the sidewalks and in the malls malls everywhere and so it was sort of took me aback to think that this foreign culture this non largely non-christian culture so uh, is so taken with christmas and this season but then i had some more time to, to ponder over it and really it's not Christmas it's the department store aspect of Christmas it's kind of the the shiny lights the beautiful decorations the uh, the carols and the shopping especially the shopping part of it and so really what you see I I, I I tried to think of what is missing from what I'm seeing and what was missing was any sort of reference to Jesus or the Holy Family. Now that was very different in the Philippines, but in China, it's it's this big sort of commercial explosion of shopping and glittering lights and, and music, and all uh, sort of American classic uh, classic Christmas carols are playing everywhere. And I wonder if people even uh, know what they're singing. But that so that really draws a con uh, uh, draws a, a contrast between. The world as it is, and and you know our world here in this country is is similar, although we have this more of a con more of a Christian context here. It draws a contrast between that worldly sort of explosion right after Thanksgiving of hey, it's Christmas time, ho ho ho, let's get out the decorations, and our Christian expression, this little Season of advent that gets steamrolled every year by the machine the 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 cultural machine that we, we we live within but it's a gift for us it's a gift for for we christians who observe it now i grew up in a uh a pentecostal church and we did not have liturgical seasons per se we had christmas and easter um but there was no advent there was no lent and so coming into this Anglican tradition later in life, I have a great appreciation for what those things bring because I have lived without them. They give us a reference point, they give us a starting point, they give us an anchor and a context that the sort of worldly Hallmark Christmas Carol version leaves us without. Sure, that's nice and it's pretty and it's fun to go to Christmas parties and um, you know, to get that warm fuzzy feeling But Christmas and the season is about so much more than that. It's about eternity. It's not just about uh, the end of the year parties. And it has a darker side to it. I don't know if you notice uh, during all of the service so far today, from the collect to the readings, that we are talking about, and the hymns, we're talking about, the, come, the coming of Christ, not necessarily as a baby, but his second coming. So, this coming as a baby that we anticipate at Christmas time foreshadows his coming again in power and great glory. And so, Jesus, in his, uh, you know, it, when I first came to this tradition, It seems strange to me because I I knew about Advent calendars, how you open the little window one day after the other and count down to Christmas. And that was the whole point of the Advent window. So I thought that must be what Advent's like in church. You count down weeks to Christmas. But that's not what it's about. Uh, In fact, in this first week of Advent, we're hearing from Jesus himself, the grown-up Jesus, not the baby. And he gives us this strange sort of apocalyptic view of the end of time. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and distress. Well, that's not what everyone's telling us outside the doors of church. What is this all about? This is about a season of contrasts. You notice that this time of year, the days are getting shorter and shorter, darker and darker. And as we move forward in the season of Advent, we light more and more lights on the Advent wreath, symbolically growing the light. So it's a time of increasing darkness, but a time of uh, growing light as well. And so we get to the, to the time of, of Christmas itself, and that's right before the birth of Christ is the darkest point of the year. That never really fails to be lost on me. That even in our, our natural world, and I don't, this wouldn't preach well in the Southern Hemisphere, I know, but up in this part of the world, uh, it, it really is a poignant reminder that we go down into this depth of darkness and this little point of light comes out. Now, I'm sure all of you know that when, uh, when the power goes out, we're, we're greatly distressed, but you can light one candle in your house and you can see, surprisingly, a lot with that one candle, And even if you're not right up next to it, if you're far away, that little pinpoint of light really travels quite a ways. It really cuts through the darkness and can guide you over to safety. And so I think that's the same thing that we're talking about here is that we're waiting for that little bit of light to break through. And God's uh, grace and mercy and his revelation of himself through Jesus Christ happens In a very small way, doesn't it? A tiny baby comes and first some animals see him, then his, well, first his parents see him, then some animals and some shepherds and some wise men and some townspeople. And it it sort of goes from there. And as he grows and as his ministry begins, he begins to reveal God's plan slowly, bit by bit, as the people can understand and as they grow with him. And so this time of year, we have this great gift. If only we will take it. I'm not saying boycott Christmas parties or anything like that. Go, go have a good time. It's fine. But what we need to do and be mindful of as Christians in this tradition is that we have these four weeks to contemplate eternity. It's a short time to contemplate eternity, and it's, it's such a short season But we have this this time to think about birth, death, heaven, hell, judgment. And to consider how all of that has been distilled down into this, this thing that's going to happen in a few weeks. How this one little baby, God's word made flesh, was sent to be among us to bring God's word to us, And so, as Jesus himself says in our gospel today, be alert at all times. He says uh, the not to be weighed down by dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. You know, we go through life and we're sort of on this journey towards God. But it's easy to look left and right and to get weighed down. Because the the cares and the worries of this world want to drag us down and to slow us down on our journey toward Him. And one of the gifts of this Advent season is that we can put that aside. Now, that's not to say that we don't have responsibilities and roles in our lives and, and things that we have to do. That's just the way being an incarnate human being is. And it's not to say that we just throw caution to the wind. But what we do is put it into context, because it's so easy for a, for it to it's so easy for it to drag us down into the weeds, and for us to get into dissipation and the worries of this life. And I'm I'm speaking to you from uh, as one who is a real worrier, and uh, it's it's hard. It's you lose your your sight. You lose sight of the forest for the trees. And so, what we can do at this time of year is focus like a laser beam on that little point of light. That little thing that is coming into the world knowing that he's coming to bring grace and love and forgiveness and eternal life and that all these things as jesus himself says will pass away but his words will not pass away now as a a priest of course the next few weeks i'm going to be preaching to you to, to slow down and to uh, take stock and to pray and to prepare. And the, the sort of the paradox or the, the, the uh, uh, problem with that for me is that, you know, as the priest, Advent is one of the busiest times of the year behind the scenes. So I have to be very careful as well to, to take time, to take stock, to take prayer. And as I exhort you to do as well. So let us be alert. Let us be awake through the ever-growing darkness, knowing that that darkness does not end. As, as we read in uh, the prologue to John, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness exists. But the darkness will not prevail. And this, this Advent, this time of preparation mirrors for us our expectation, it's our, it's our expectation in the birth of Christ, but that birth of Christ prepares us for his resurrection and for our resurrection to eternal life. So let us give thanks for this season and use it wisely as the gift that it is that the church has given us. It's a time to prepare to really think about our own lives and where we fit in our, our communities and our families and how we can be vehicles for God's will and prepare to really receive Jesus when he comes at Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.